this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Jill Schlesinger, certified financial planner and host of the Jill on Money podcast, is back again to help me clear out the mailbag. Well, let's dive into Curtis here because Curtis, similar in that he's looking for a financial advisor, but maybe in a slightly different position here. So for him, him and his wife, they're about 40 years old, they have around two hundred dollars to $300,000 uh, in manageable funds. So he said this is split between savings, IRAs, 401ks, and he said a bank managed account. Uh, he said he's talked to a few different companies and he, he lists here, he said Edelman Financial, Facet Wealth, Personal Capital. And what he's trying to do is decide between the different models they have. He said, so mm-hmm. one, they're offering basically 0.89% asset under management fee versus mm-hmm. another company, they charge a flat fee of $2,400. And so he's trying to decide, how do I go about deciding which one do I go with? And he said, do I even go with maybe like a hybrid style financial advisor, something like like a robo advisor mixed in with someone who can actually pick mm. up the phone and give me a little advice? He's kind of torn on how to approach this. I want to know more about this dude, don't you? Yeah. You got all this stuff that's going on in your life, Curtis, right? But it's a little bit all over the place. For example, if you said to me, I have all this money, but you know what? Actually, I need $200,000 next year because we're buying a house. Mm-hmm. That's a different model than I have $200,000. It's in retirement assets, another $100,000 in cash. And here's, I mean, the thing is we're sort of going ass backwards a little bit, meaning that when you're talking about hiring a financial advisor, I will turn it back to you and say, what is it that you're trying to do? What is it that you are solving for right now? Is this straight up money management without any financial guidance? If it is, then I'm going to tell you a dirty little secret. (laughs) Financial, asset management, all of that, it is a commodity. It should be really, really cheap. So yes, you know, doing it yourself means using a bunch of index funds. But if you don't want to do it yourself, then I do like the idea of having some sort of platform. You know, it could be Vanguard Personal Service Advisor, Schwab Intelligent Portfolio, or Betterment, something like that, where you are really just paying 0.3% on an annual basis, and then let the model take over for you. And if you want a little bit of advice, some of these places offer advice as well. I think that, I don't know what this still is. It used to be Betterment had like $100,000 minimum. Vanguard, I think, had 50. I don't remember what Schwab had, but it's, you know, 25, 50, 100. And it sounds like the minimum would be satisfied. That's a possibility. If you want customized financial advice, then you are talking about paying this, uh, let's call it 1%, right? Because if there's... Two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand dollars. Let's exclude the cash from this. You know, point eight nine percent an asset under management model, which would be the firm gets paid some percentage of the assets they manage, or even the flat fee of twenty four hundred, which is about one percent. Right. So it's it's kind of the same thing. Like let's wink and just say flat fee slash one percent. The idea here is that you really need financial planning, that you need someone to build out a rationale as to why you're going to be investing and how you're going to hit your goals and what is it that you need to do in terms of your insurance and how are you going to send your kids to college, that there are questions to be answered. Financial planning is a lot more than asset management. The asset management aspect is just the means to an end. The straight up models are there's flat fee, there's an asset under management, and then there's commission-based. And 
I really think that the I'm sort of fee agnostic to some extent, but what I do really think is important is that you should only be dealing with a certified financial planner or someone who has a designation where they have a fiduciary responsibility to you and your family, meaning they put your needs ahead of their needs or their firm's needs. If that person is not a fiduciary, then I walk away. That's just like, that's the easiest hurdle to jump over, right? Like, just get over the fiduciary hurdle. That's number one. The fee is a little bit less. I don't know. I'm, I really don't care. So I used to be very much like, oh, only get a flat fee, but nah, I don't care so much at this point. I want you to make sure you're dealing with someone who actually has your best needs that are the center of their world and that they're real financial planners that they're going to create a plan. If it's just asset management, do not pay 1% for that because it's not worth it. That's a really great point, because I think sometimes when, when we're thinking about, oh, we need to get help from someone else, I think people jump to investing, right? Because just like with Ali, it feels overwhelming. It feels super complicated. But what you're saying makes a lot of sense is that for a financial planner, you're looking for someone to, to go beyond just, oh, where should you stick your money? It, it's about creating an overall plan. So when someone's thinking about looking for a financial advisor just in general, what are some of those areas of those services that they should be looking for in addition to just, can you help me invest my money? Chris, I'm so glad you asked this layup <laughs> question for me because on my website, I actually have, I have this old blog post that's still completely relevant. It's called need an advisor. Here's 13 questions to ask. The first one, do I really need someone to help me out? I mean, I could do it myself. Should I use a robo-advisor? What's the deal with fiduciary? Is one fee structure better than another? How important is experience? I think it's actually important. I got to tell you something. I was a young financial planner. I didn't know Jack. I really didn't. I knew that, in other words, I was like the young doctor. Like I knew everything from the book because I'm, you know, I studied so hard. But the real thing about an advisor is someone who is an experienced professional. And yeah. it's important to have this experience. It's important to know that you're a certified financial planner or you're working with a CPA who has this designation called personal financial specialist, or you're a member of the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors, or you're a CFA, even a chartered financial analyst. Like somebody who's done some work, continues to do work, and then I guess that the idea is like, if you need full-blown financial planning, it's about achieving longer-term, intermediate-term, and short-term goals. But sometimes it's really obvious to somebody, even just me, that I talk to somebody for 12 minutes on a podcast, and I can say, you don't need a financial advisor. We were just talking about Allie. Allie, I don't think you need a financial advisor. You know, if your three goals should really be have that emergency reserve fund of six to 12 months of your living expenses. And by the way, that part about living expenses, that means you have to know what you spend. And yeah. no one's going to do that for you. I love when people are like, people put me on a budget. No one's going to do that. No <laughs> one puts you on a budget. And budgets suck. So the thing is that you just need to know what are you spending money on? And that's an exhausting and annoying process. I get it. Everyone hates it. But you're going to have to do it and no one can do it for you. It's impossible. So that part you have to do. So again, emergency reserve fund, pay down high interest credit card debt or student loans and maximize to the best of your ability, your retirement account. 
How many people would be well served just doing those three things before they start buying expensive, larded up insurance products that they don't need? Come on. 100%. And I think it's sometimes it feels like because oftentimes the answer is simple. Like that can't be the right answer. I know that's so true. It's too simple. That's too easy. (laughs) Make it harder for me. Make it more complicated. Curtis, thanks for sending in that question. And I know like most of your question was really based around which fee structure you should go with. And looking at your scenario, currently based off of the numbers you gave us, I mean, the cost is pretty close between the two. There's not much of a difference regardless of which method you decide to go with. But if you were to go with assets under management, your fee will increase as your retirement savings grow, which is what you're hoping to have happen, right? You're going to continue to save and put more money away for retirement. So that will increase your costs and you will need to decide if that growing fee is worth the service that you're getting. And that's why I think Jill's response was perfect. You need to first consider whether or not you actually need to hire an advisor and what help do you need other than just someone to manage your money? Because we both agree that that's something that you can probably just do on your own. You got to give yourself a little bit more credit. And in the show notes, I put a link to Jill's article. I mentioned it last week. Uh, It's called Need an Advisor. Here's 13 Questions to Ask. So if you get a chance to read this article, hopefully it will answer some of the questions that you have and maybe put you on track to deciding whether or not you want to do it yourself or pick one of those options that works best for you that you mentioned in your question. This can all be found on her website, JillOnMoney.com, where you can also find her podcast, which goes by the same name, Jill on Money, and her book, The Great Money Reset. If you have a question for me, please feel free to send me an email. You can reach me at questions at popcornfinance.com. And If you like the podcast, if you're enjoying listening to what I'm doing here, one very small thing that you could do to help me out is to leave the podcast a review over on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. It is always great to hear your feedback, especially if it's five stars. You know, I can't make you leave me a five star review, but it is appreciated if you do. And something free you can do doesn't cost you anything, but it's really great for the podcast. So if you have the time, I really appreciate you doing that, regardless of if you leave a review or not. I appreciate you joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.